0: Welcome to The Rest is History. I'm your host A. Lee and this week's episode we're going to dive into the life of Mildred and Richard Loving. For those of you who don't know, the small town couple in Caroline County, Virginia impacted the course of history. This is a story of how love always wins. So Richard and Mildred both lived in Caroline County. It was a county in Virginia where the community was very racially diverse and blacks and whites would be in similar communities together. They would be working side by side. This was a working class community. So they would have this working relationship and it would lead to friendships. So for Richard and Mildred, it wasn't odd per se to be friends or even dating at that time because that was something that was starting to really blossom in that county so Richard was born in Central Point Virginia on October 29th 1933 and at that time he was uh, when he was living in Caroline County he was working as a construction worker and laborer and he really really was into drag car racing, and he did pretty well. He won a couple awards. So how he met Mildred was the story. Well, the story goes is that he would go to Mildred's house because Mildred's siblings would play instruments. And they would kind of throw these mini parties with music. And that's just kind of how Richard met Mildred. So Mildred was also quite soft-spoken at that time, and her nickname was Stringbean. Later on, it was told that Richard would call her Bean for short. Mildred was initially not very into Richard's personality, but over time their friendship grew and Mildred started to really like Richard. So at this time when they first met, Mildred was 11 years old and Richard was 17. So as time went on, their relationship grew and blossomed into this really sweet relationship. So when Mildred turned 18 years old, she became pregnant and Richard decided that they should both get married. So at this time in Virginia where they lived, they had a law called the Virginia Racial Integrity Act of 1924. This act actually made interracial marriage illegal in Virginia. 20 other states at this time also stated that interracial marriage was illegal. So Richard thought ahead and said, well, if we can't get married in Virginia, we have to get married in a state where interracial marriage was legal. So they packed their bags and had had their marriage legally instated in the District of Columbia. And if you don't know what District of Columbia is, it's Washington, D.C., so our state's capital. And then they got legally married. So they legally got married in 1958 in Washington, D.C., and after they got married, they drove back to Virginia. So when they got back to Virginia, they celebrated with their friends and family, and they just had a good time just celebrating their marriage. And weeks later, in the middle of the night, the police barges into their home unannounced and came into the bedroom of Mildred and Richard Loving to put them to arrest. So when Mildred and Richard woke up from the police barging into their room, they were being arrested for doing something criminal, which was living as an interracial married couple in Virginia. And so when Richard was trying to show them their wedding certificate and say, hey, guys, we are legally married. The police didn't see that as legal papers because they were still living in a state where interracial marriage was illegal. So the police took both of them into jail and Richard stayed overnight and Mildred actually had to stay a couple of days. And remember, she was pregnant this time. So that must've been very intense. So when the Lovings had to go to court, The judge said because they did not get married in the state of Virginia and they were living based off court papers from Washington, D.C., they told the Lovings, you know, instead of us giving you a prison sentence of one to five years, we're going to ask that you leave the state of Virginia and not come back for the next 25 years. So even though Richard made the decision to get married in a state where it was legal to be in an interracial marriage it almost backfired on them and they had to just pack their bags say goodbye to their friends and family and leave the state of virginia their home so richard and mildred loving packed their bags and moved to washington dc and in the area that they were living in it was a bit congested and rugged a lot of the kids in the area were just roaming free and running around in the streets So Richard and Mildred Loving were growing anxious about living in the city. They were really missing home. So what they did was that one at a time, they would go visit family and friends in Virginia. And slowly they would start hiding their way back into the state of Virginia by either one of them hiding in the trunk of their car. And they would be very, very secretive of when they see their family and they wouldn't open the curtains and they would really try to protect their identity so that they wouldn't get arrested again. So they went back and forth into Virginia for a couple of years and Mildred at this point had about three young children and she felt that she wanted to go back to Virginia where her family was and her friends were and where the spaces were bigger and kids were able to roam around more freely there without any danger She just was starting to grow more anxious. So the story goes is that one of her sons was roaming around the streets near their house in Washington, D.C., and he actually got hit by a car. So Mildred said, that's enough. I need to do something about what happened to our case in Virginia. So she writes a letter to the attorney general at that time, who was Robert F. Kennedy, hoping that he could help. So Robert F. Kennedy actually answers back Mildred's letter and he recommends that she reaches out to the ACLU. At this time, the civil rights movement was building and so the ACLU looked at this case and enacted their two volunteer trial lawyers, Bernie Cohen and Philip Hirschkopf to take the case. Today's episode was made possible by Anchor. Now back to our show. So bear with me as I talk about the Loving case and what happens proceeding after the ACLU lawyers get involved. So what happens is that the ACLU lawyers bring the court case to the Caroline Circuit Court. And what they say to the court is that the Loving family just wants to be a family. They want to be married and they want to move back into Virginia and not be banned from their friends and family. They just want to live a normal life. So the circuit court says absolutely nothing for a year. And the ACLU lawyers realize, you know, they're not going to act on this. So we're going to sue the circuit court and bring this case to the Supreme Court of Virginia. So when they bring it to the Supreme Court of Virginia, the lawyers say, You know, again, this family just really wants to stay a family. They want to live in Virginia with their friends and family, and they do not want to be punished for marriage. And the Virginia Supreme Court judges say, well, we're going to still keep the Racial Integrity Act of 1924, which bans interracial marriage, but we will forgive the lovings and they're welcome back into Virginia. So the lovings pack their bag in Washington, D.C., and then they move back into Virginia. But the court case doesn't end there. The ACLU decides, well, we're going to have to bring this to Supreme Court. So the reason why the ACLU had to bring this case to the Supreme Court was that they saw the Racial Integrity Act of 1924 in Virginia as being unconstitutional. So on April 10th, 1967, they presented their oral arguments saying that interracial marriage is legal. And it's legal by the 14th Amendment, which Virginia said that the 14th Amendment actually upheld interracial marriage as being illegal. So on June 12th, 1967, the Supreme Court all ruled that interracial marriage was legal and that the Virginia Racial Integrity Act of 1924 was unconstitutional so life went on for the Lovings and nine years after their first arrest in Virginia Mildred and Richard Loving finally got to go home to Virginia and live peacefully so at this time Richard was able to build a house for his family and three children in Virginia and they were just able to enjoy their life and the battle was won and their love fought harder and from that point on interracial marriage was legal in the United States but on June 29th 1975 Richard and Mildred Loving were in the car when a drunk driver hit them and Richard lost his life Mildred in the same accident lost sight in her right eye this was extremely traumatic for her and she ended up becoming more quiet and recluse in her own home that Richard built and she just continued to be always remembering how she loved Richard and she still continued to love Richard after his death. Years after Richard's death, Mildred really refused any type of interviews or talks about their case in Supreme Court, saying that she only wanted to come back home and this whole case should not have been what it was if they only allowed them to come back to Virginia. But years later, she came out publicly supporting gay marriage. And she was in support that if someone loves someone, they have the right to marry. So, looking at this case, we see two people who loved each other so much that it overcame the prejudice and the obstacles, and they were able to live a very peaceful and loving life. And no pun intended. But it's a beautiful story of how love conquers all. Thank you so much for joining me. And the rest is history. Join me next week on our next episode.